I've been told to succeed, I should not have emotions. That the whole fuck your feelings vibe. I don't really understand this concept. How do I remove emotions from my decisions if that is truly the case? Great, great, great question. Man, my audience is, <laughs> y'all are on top of it for this episode. So, Yo, what's up, everybody? This is the end to end podcast, the alpha to the omega, the beginning to the end, talking about life, success, entrepreneurship, drive, motivation, inspiration, and offering you morsels in this all you can eat buffet called life. I am your host, Dr. Young Nguyen, and as my friends call me the ninja or prolific ninja, my listeners can call me ninja too. As many of you, if you're new to the show, I uh, don't have any sponsors, so I do this show on my dime, on my time. So the only way we get the message out is if you share the so show. So what I like to say is that if your knowledge swole through this episode or any other episode, share the show. That's how we grow. And when I say swole, that means found value, learn something. Even if it's just one little phrase or one little idea, one little spark, something, anything, made you laugh, made you smile, made you think about your own life some way, please, please do share the show. Today is an exciting episode of Prolific Q&A. Haven't done one of these in a while. Um, and again, for those of you who are new, Prolific Q&A is where I go over a couple questions that I get from our audience and try to give you an answer that helps you uh, think about your own life and your own journey towards success and entrepreneurship and, and, and your dreams of, and goals. Um, the other episodes is where I just give a, uh, you know, a monologue of some ideas or thoughts on entrepreneurship. And then sometimes I have guests on the show which are a little bit longer. But today is Prolific Q&A. So let's get right into it. Question number one. I am a young entrepreneur and I want to get started on my path to success. What is the one activity that I should do to help me succeed? That is a great, great question. Listen, there's so many things that are involved with entrepreneurial or lifelong success. And, and I define success, if you go back to episode one, the original episode one, I define success as um, living to your fullest controllable potential, right? In order to do that, and, and you push that potential towards any goal that you have, whether it be career, family life, relationships, um, money, uh, whatever it is, mission, if you do that, then you would have lived, in my view, a very successful life. But to do that takes a lot of specific qualities like discipline, patience, um, motivation, uh, doing things when they're difficult, all these things. You must learn and adapt to your life. These are skills, okay? These aren't inherited traits or in your genetics. These are actual skills. The one thing that I can recommend to all of you young adults, young people out there that want to be an entrepreneur or want to go, you know, carve your path, live your life to freedom. The one thing I can recommend for you to do is to consistently go to the gym, right? And if you want to take it above, a notch above that, consistently go to the gym and work out at an endeavor where you have to compete. If you are able to do that, and I don't mean like that gym bro stuff where, the, where your fitness life is all-consuming and all you're worried about is your fitness. That's, that's 
That's not what I'm talking about, where you're going morning, noon, and night, just lifting, pumping iron, all that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just a 30 minutes, an hour, maybe an hour and a half a day of consistent gym fitness workout. And one plus would be in a competitive environment or with a competitive goal. That, my friends, is the one thing that I will guarantee if you can do consistently will propel you to the life that you're looking for. And why is that? There's so many positive and beneficial reasons why that is so. Let's talk about first externally, right? If you're in shape, it projects a message to somebody else, to your audience, to whoever you are, are, are surrounding yourself with. Like, think about it. And this is nothing against obese, overweight people or people that are out of shape or anything like that. This is just facts, okay? Not being to insult or, or hurt somebody's feelings. But these are facts. You take two job candidates or people that I want to invest in. I take one person, male or female, that looks to be in shape. And one person that looks slothy, out of shape, overweight. Same project, every, all things being equal. Who, who would you choose to put your money behind? Or who would you choose to hire? Now, again, this is nothing derogatory towards anybody, but this is just interpretation of perception of, and, and perception is reality. Is when you look at the two, it sends two different messages. The person in shape versus the person that does not look in shape, who would be the opposite message, is the following. So when I look at somebody that's working out, I see one, confidence. I see two, discipline. I see three, the willingness to do boring tasks over and over again to try to achieve a goal that you cannot see immediately. Let me repeat that again. When I look at somebody in shape, I see somebody who is willing to do mundane tasks repeatedly over and over and over and over again without seeing any immediate result. And why is that? Because when you go to the gym, you're just pushing weights up and down against gravity. Right? You're just literally, okay, next. You know, for those not for those on audio only, I'm doing you know bench pressing movements, curling movements. You're just doing the same movements day in and day out, day in and day out, lifting weights, right? And the thing is, is when you lift, you don't see the results immediately. If you're lucky, you'll see them two, three, four weeks down the road, right? And then it becomes self-reinforcing. Hey, I see results. Let me keep doing this. But those first two, three, four, five, six weeks where you see nothing and stick with it, that tells me you're willing to stick through and do things when you don't see a result. And my friends, that's what entrepreneurship is. You're going to do the daily, mundane, just ridiculously boring stuff over and over and over again until one day it clicks. Because you see the results, just like in working out, the results are compounding. You'll get nothing for a long time. Nothing, like absolutely zip, and then all of a sudden it goes up. That's compounding, the compounding effect. So when I see somebody in shape working out lifting, it, I understand that they know the mindset of what some people would call the grind. The grind meaning doing things just over and over and over again without seeing results until you actually see results.
right? It, I can see discipline in diet. I can see discipline in fitness. I can see discipline in time management. I can see a lot of things through, watch, to, through observing somebody that's in shape, that works out. Now, when you add on top of that a competitive nature, let's say mixed martial arts, uh, basketball, anything where it's competitive, tennis, anything, pickleball, that's kind of popular these days. If you do the fitness regimen in a competitive environment, that teaches you the other characteristic that's way important, and I think it's missing in the youth today, and that's understanding what it takes to win, to compete. Right, In the real world, the contract, the job, the, the trophy, there's only one. It goes to first place. Even if, you're selling a, uh, even if you're selling something to the world, there are competing products. So the, the user, consumer, will only put their dollar towards one product or service. So in a sense, that's, you have to win that competition where that dollar is going to go. If you compete, and you compete to win, hopefully that dollar comes to you. So understanding that it is a competitive world and you must compete and you must compete to win is very, very important and not a lot of people understand how to win. Because we grew up in an age in the last 20 years where you have the helicopter parent and oh, you know, my, my kid's not good enough but they still deserve a trophy for participating. That's, that's BS. <laughs> Cut that shit out. If, you wanna, if we want a better society, we need to cut that shit out. The reality is, is it's a, a, a competitive world that rewards winners. And so as a young adult in entrepreneurship or wanting to be an entrepreneur or wanting to succeed in life, you have to understand that you have to compete to win. Now, does that mean you're going to win all the time? Absolutely not. In fact, you're going to fail probably nine times for every time you win. So in that process of competing, in fitness and competing, you understand that failure is a part of it, a huge part of it. There's only one champ. So failure is a huge part. But in that, you're going to learn how to, A, cope and deal with failure, and B, how to understand that failure is only an opportunity to improve. Right? Let me repeat that. Failure is only an opportunity to improve. You weren't good enough. Understand that and accept that and improve so that you can be good enough the next time. Because in the journey of entrepreneurship or success, you are going to fail. Gone, I've gone in my law firm, gone to trial and, and not won. Right? Sucks. Spent a lot of money, time, effort, and energy with the team, and it just didn't turn out. So we have to assess, understand what, what we could have done better, and go back up to step up to plate and swing for the fences again. And that's how you win, because it only takes one. It only takes one massive success, and you are on your way. That's it. One home run, one whatever it is, right? For example, with, uh, with the digital token, right? Um, Legacy X, L-E-G-X. In three and a half weeks, we're up, like, I don't know, close to 4,000%, right? But in that particular project, that doesn't represent all the other, well, it is representative, but it doesn't, uh, people don't see all the other failures I've had in the past before this, you know, what I would call massive launch success, right? So you have to enter into 
physical activity, physical fitness, and the one plus is in a competitive environment, to, that is the one activity. If you're a young entrepreneur wannabe or, or in any journey or path of success in life, the one thing I would recommend highly, highly, highly is consistent work at the gym, fitness activity, and the one plus would be in a competitive environment. I am grateful. I'm thankful that I uh, grew up the youngest of four boys. Uh, I'll Frankly, I was an oops baby, so I, I shouldn't have been here, to be, uh, to be honest with you. I'm five years younger than my three older brothers. But I had to compete in an environment of boys, in a new culture of America, right, back in the 70s and 80s, right? So we were all in sports. I had to compete as the peewee of the group because, you know, they're, they're hanging out with their older friends, and, you know, if I want to join in, I've got I've to compete with that. And then my parents entered me into uh, martial arts at a very young age. Uh, turned black belt in Taekwondo at 12 years old. Back then, that taught me that, hey, if I don't stand up for myself, if I don't compete and I don't punch back, well, I'm going to get punched in the face. And you know what? I don't like getting punched in the face. So that taught me that, hey, I have to rely on myself to, A, protect myself, but also advance or be aggressive towards what I want, which is to whoop some ass at that time. You know, to get my black belt at 12 years old, I had to spar three people, three other kids at the same time in order to get to that black belt level. So you have to compete. You have to survive and win in order to achieve. And that's part of it. So mixed martial arts, kickboxing, you know, any activity, any activity done consistently, done with the idea to compete and win, will teach you everything you need to know internally, develop all the skills you need to know in order to be successful at life. I guarantee and promise you that. Because those skills that you learn can be applied to any other facet. Business, relationship, whatever. You've got put in the work, consistent, do the day-to-day. -day. Like, you know, in marriage, I just celebrated a seven-year anniversary with my wife. It's not roses, rainbows, and unicorns every day of our relationship. In fact, it's a lot of mundane, regular, routine stuff. Boring-ass shit. Nothing against our relationship, but that's life. That's, it's just every day can't be a, an adrenaline high. You know, we're waking up, making breakfast, doing all the, the regular day, you know, get the kids to school, get them to activities, go to work, do our thing. It's routine day in and day out. It gets boring, right? But you have the discipline to get through those times, right? It can't all be all highs. You get through the lows and you go to the highs, and high, it, that's just the life is. But that slope is an upward to the right slope, that trajectory, and then that's how you find success. So long explanation to a great question, which is what is the one activity I can do as a young entrepreneur to help me succeed on my path to success? And that, my friends, is a daily routine of fitness coupled, hopefully, with a competitive type of environment in fitness. So great first question. Question number two, also a great question. I've been told to succeed, I should not have emotions. That the whole fuck your feelings vibe. I don't really understand this concept. How do I remove emotions from my decisions if that is truly the case? Great, great 
Great question. Man, my audience is, <laughs> y'all are on top of it for this episode. So it's a very complex kind of vibe to that question. In other words, the whole idea of, you know, you can't have emotions, fuck your feelings, all these things, that's part of entrepreneurship, all that. It's complex because it's true, but also not true. Okay. I've seen guys burn out because they, they suppress their, their emotions so much that they become robotic. And then over time, it just grinds them to the nub and they, they are very, very, it's the opposite effect. Then they don't know how to manage their feelings because we're human beings. We have feelings. So, so to say, fuck your feelings is not entirely the right approach. Okay, the way I view it, and this is my own personal opinion, and feel free if, if you think I'm wrong or disagree, or whatever, put them in the comments or, or email me or, or whatever. The idea of feelings in entrepreneurship is the following. For me to be successful, okay, this is, this is not in terms of love and relationship and all these other things with your friends and all that. This is related to business or matters of fact things. In business, where results are the only thing, you cannot have feelings involved in the decisions, okay? You must base decisions entirely on factual information, factual data, okay? You cannot say, well, I feel like I wanna go this direction. No, cannot do that. Oh, I feel I wanna put the pricing here. Cannot do that. Oh, I feel like I wanna hire this person. No, cannot do that. You must objectively look at data when making decisions in business. Concurrently, you cannot react to things. You, you, you have to suppress emotional reaction to adverse situations in business. You need to objectively look at data, information, whatever it is, criticism, and respond with factual, um, a factual response that removes feelings from the decision-making process, okay? Now, does that mean you don't have feelings? No, you have feelings, right? You can be upset about certain, certain things, right? That's fine, that's human nature. You can be angry, frustrated, whatever. All these things, yes. But when it comes time to decide and act, you cannot base, you cannot base that reaction or decision on how you feel. Okay, you must look at things objectively. Okay, so how do you do that? Adjectives are words that describe things, right? Now, there are factual adjectives and there are emotional adjectives, right? Let's say, for example, this water bottle. Factually, it is a light blue, okay? Subjectively, oh, I like this water bottle that is convenient, that is, you know, lightweight, that's factual. Um, I like the way this feels in my hand. That kind of is a feel emotional vibe, right? You must look at it as an objective thing. So when you are describing things that happen with adjectives or describing responses or whatever it is in, in the decision process, try not to apply a feeling or emotional adjective to the situation, okay? Factually, it's blue. Factually, it's a comfortable grip. 
factually, this is a uh, appropriate size lid. I feel this is kind of like the right size lid. You see how that's different? You know, I feel this is comfortable here uh, versus holding it up here. No, this is not a good grip. This is a good grip. So we're not tying emotional adjectives, we're tying as factually as possible adjectives to certain situations, certain objects and decisions. And when you do that, when you remove those feeling adjectives from the conversation, you're removing that emotional pool to decide on uh, your emotions rather than facts. Okay, so again, it's not fuck your feelings, it's actually acknowledge your feelings, but try to remove your feelings from the situation. Look at things objectively as possible. Now, certain times you might want to say in business, and I've done this a lot, I'm guilty, is I feel like this is the right way to go. Okay? Now, fuck your feelings is highly correlated to uh, trust your gut. <laughs> right? Trust your gut, your instincts. I always say go with your instincts. Always go with the gut feeling. Right? How, does, how do those two reconcile? Well, the gut feeling is a summation of all the objective data that you have, for which then you make a decision on how you feel about the situation, if that makes sense. Okay, so a gut feeling isn't like, hey, that's how I feel, and it's just like a spur of the moment thing. The gut feeling, the instinct, is subconsciously pulling together all the data and experiences that you've had over your entire life, factually, right? A causes B and B causes C and C is the result I wanted. You know, A cause B, B cause C and C is not the result I wanted, so let me put that in the, in the subconscious category of not the way to do things. That gut feeling is the summation of that A, B, C cause and effect it was good, it was negative. That is all a summation in your gut on a particular decision you're trying to make. So when I say, and I do this a lot, man, I feel like we should go in this direction instead of this one. It's not a, a true sense of feeling as it is a true sense of, okay, let me understand all the situations, all the particular outcomes, all the possible ways things can go, all the game theory, okay, I do this, they do that, I do this and then they're gonna do that, so I don't, you know, three steps down the road, I don't want that, so let me go back. That is a gut feeling. It is not, this makes me feel good, let me go this direction. It is, I'm summarizing all the data that I have subconsciously, my experience, my lifetime, my life, all these things, and trying to base a decision. And the gut feeling typically comes when you're a little bit indecisive on what you wanna do. But I will say that is not a situation where you're deciding on emotion. It is a feeling you have based on data that you can pull up in memory or subconsciously and you're saying, look man, this doesn't feel right so let's go in this direction instead. This is after you've acquired as much objective data as you possibly can, okay? So um, this, this topic probably deserves its own podcast on its own to really dig into it. But the idea of fuck your feelings to be successful is wrong. You must acknowledge your feelings to have a fulfilling journey to success. To summarize, the, the, the short answer to that question is a great, great question is, it is, it's a complicated one, but 
Yes, it is fuck your feelings when it comes to decision making. You cannot decide based on emotion. Okay? At the same time, you can feel emotion, but don't decide based on it. Get as much objective data as you can, and then when you're still a little indecisive, you can go with your instinct, which in a way is a feeling, but really it's not. Your instinct is a subconscious summary of all the data, all your life experience, trying to make a difficult decision, right? So don't fuck your feelings, acknowledge them, but don't use them to make decisions. And that's what that expression means when you're talking about uh, success, entrepreneurship, and that journey, okay? Um, great, great questions on this episode of Prolific Q&A. If you have other ones, please DM, email askask at thenumber2npodcast.com. Uh, put them in the comments on, on YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel, and we'll address them or use them in future episodes. But great to be back in the studio to bring you a prolific Q&A episode. Again, I want to say thank you and grateful for all my audience. And if you like the show or if you're knowledge swole, share the show. That's how we grow. If you found value in this episode or any other episode, please do share the show. Um, that's how we grow. And so, uh, as always, be great today, but be even more grateful and that's how we all succeed together. Dr. Young Nguyen, host of the End to End podcast. Looking forward to bringing you another episode very, very soon. What's up, man? That's all right. Yo, what's up, bro?